It's Tuesday night. It is Tuesday night, and everyone knows what happens on Tuesday night. On Tuesday night, Redskins fans, Nats fans, Wizards fans, Caps fans gather in their basements or patios or uh, 19th hole bars and talk D.C. sports. That's what we do every week on The Audible. I'm Ken Marangolo. Missing my two main, main compadres, Kevin Ricca and T. Strachan, on this particular 5 o'clock club segment of The Audible on hogshaven.com. I'm joined by friend of the show. I like to say friend in real life, to be honest with you, because I knew you before any of this stuff happened to, to me or you. His name is J.P. Finley. He's the Redskins beat reporter for Comcast Sportsnet, and uh, we value his voice and his opinion and his friendship. J.P., how are you? Kenny, I'm good, man. What is going on? Thanks for having me on. Oh man, it's super! It's awesome to have you on something official. You you kind of like you came through Comcast after we had finished doing our like green screen stuff. So you really weren't involved in that stuff, and then now you're a big shot beat reporter for Comcast Sportsnet. I don't know about the big shot, but I am certainly excited to be on the beat with the skins. It's going to be a lot of fun this year. But yeah, I, I wish I saw you and Ewald in your prime. Making whoa, 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 whoa. Green, screen, green screen videos. My prime is ahead of me, my friend. That has been well stated and well expressed in the, in the media. Um, so, I, I take it all back. Okay. Listen, you're there. You're on the scene. Um, we're going to talk Redskins training camp. Um, so when we do our, our, our conversations here on, on, uh, on the Audible, we, we throw out some obvious answer type, type stuff. So, um, for example, when we argued best overall running back, we threw John Riggins on the sidelines because everyone's going to say John Riggins. We're going to give it the opportunity for a different argument to be made. In, okay. In that vein, I'm going to throw out some questions at you. Number one, uh, what have you seen that impresses you the most? But we're going to take out the Norman uh, Breland, um, whole, whole region of the area, so that's totally off the table. Um, and we're going to take out Jamison Crowder. So besides besides our cornerback position, specifically Breland, but also Norman and Breland, and besides Crowder, what have you seen that has impressed you the most in this training camp? Okay, uh, so depth at corner beyond Breland and Norman is off the table. Give give, give it to me. Give it to me. I mean, they're really deep at corner, and they haven't been in a long time. Kendall Fuller, you're seeing the player that was supposed to be a first-round pick. He looks healthy. He looks really good. And then the guys that you weren't expecting as much from, Greg Kohler and Deshaun Phillips, those guys have looked really good. And then you still got Quentin Dunbar, who gave them some really good reps last year as he was converting from a receiver. So I think not just Obviously, Breland and Norman are, 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 are removed from the conversation, but the depth at corner is really impressive. Um, beyond that, though, and, and you said no Crowder, so that's fine. Yeah, no Crowder. Deshaun Jackson has looked great. He's been great. I, th- I think you've got a very motivated Deshaun, and he has been fantastic. I think he's it's a motivated. Contract it's a contract year, and there's a guy in there that's a big name at corner that got a lot of dough. And I think Deshaun likes the chance to go against him. And you know, uh, and we're not so, so we're, we're not talking about that right now. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of uh, iPhone uh, films of, of that going on right now. But let's 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 put that on the back burner. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up with that. I want to know. Okay. What have you seen that worries you? Um. 
And we're not the, talking about Norman. The run. I mean, it, it's remarkable that, like, the skins are building, like, for 50, 75 years, the way to build a football team is stop the run and run the ball well. Yeah. And right now, we don't know that they're capable of doing either of those things. Um, you know, I I was asked earlier about should Matt Jones be the unquestioned starter on this team? And I'm not sure he should, but who is competing with him? Well, Chris Thompson yeah. is on the record. He, I mean, he told me, he's like, man, I'm more of a third down back. I'm not really a backup. He won't survive. So, he, he won't survive as a, as a every down guy. No. He, I mean... Last year was the most carries he ever had. I think he had 35 carries. You bumped that up to 140, and he's a really tough dude. That that doesn't get talked about enough. He plays through a lot of injuries, but he's he's small. I mean, a lot of running backs aren't tall, but they're really thick and have a lot of like bulk to them. Thompson's not one of those guys. I mean, there's a reason he's super fast, and there's nobody to compete with Matt Jones. Keith Marshall, I mean. He's not ready to compete to be a number one running back in the NFL. He's a seventh round pick that has a storied injury history. You know, I think I think the model of the uh, the construction of this running back core from Mc, the McLovin model is um, he's got this youth in Marshall and Jones and Thompson. Um, I think we can all guarantee there's, he's going to sign a veteran to come in, and, and whoever that guy is, he's going to immediately be a guy who probably is going to get ten to fifteen carries or touches a game, you know, right away. And I just think that's the way that this offense is going to be built for a long time. I think it's a good thing. To your point, um, of course Matt Jones is the unquestioned starter because there's no one better than him um, on our roster right this very second. But I guarantee you we will have someone who will be stealing touches from him. Um, ten, you know, again, ten. To, I think there's a 10 to 15 touch guy who's not even on our team right now. I'm not going to guarantee it like you are, and I'm not going to say it happens week one, but just look the last year when they still had Alfred Morris on the roster, they brought in Pierre Thomas for the stretch run. It's it's hard not to think something like that happens. I, I, I'm not going to guarantee it like you are, but I, I agree with you. So what have you seen that means absolutely nothing so far until September? Beyond, are we still not allowed to talk about the Josh Norman one-on-one video? Yeah, 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 still, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing that means absolutely nothing. Um, I'm sure it does. That's a heck of a question. What means absolutely nothing? Um, we believe in the training are, camp. We believe in training camp here at the Audible. <laughs> I think there's still an interesting. There's, they're still trying to figure out that inside linebacker position. And yeah. if you think about Will Compton and Mason Foster were pretty good down the stretch last year. And I know a lot of fans, like I would get tweets about, you know, maybe they don't need Perry Riley. That's a place to shed cap money. And that's not necessarily a, a wrong idea, but the roster after those three guys is, is folks with zero experience, hardly any experience, especially experience playing linebacker and not playing special teams. Um, so I think the, like the conversation about like, who's the starter at middle linebacker is really silly because I think all three of those guys are competing for two spots. And one guy that. Sewer Cravens is going to get, Sewer Cravens is going to get 
looks and reps at whether you want to call it linebacker or safety or whatever it is. I mean, I, I've, always, I've continued to say he's one of our 11 best defensive players, and I do believe they will get him on the field, um, assuming he's healthy. I think he's, he will benefit somewhat from Gallette's injury. Um, I think he will rush the passer um, at times, but I think he's going to be on the field, and I think he, he, could, he directly competes with some of those guys you just mentioned. Ah, it depends on the package, right? Like when they're in the nickel, absolutely. Of course. When they're in a base three four, and and you're on like a a goal line or a clear run situation, I'm not sure that's the spot for him yet. Maybe he gets there, or maybe he gets there in the secondary. Um, but like, Drew Cravens just isn't built to to plug the B gap against a fullback kind of thing. That's not, that's right. Um, that's right. But he is. But 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 that's not to mistake him for a little guy. He's not a little guy. I mean, he's a he's a legit two thirty, and and he is built to to can probably contain that uh, in the pros. Yeah, he's been impressive. I mean, uh, it, I'm curious to see what this you know strained tendon setback is. If it if it's really so, it was. Uh, we're talking today is Tuesday. If it's just Tuesday, Wednesday, I, I kind of think he he wasn't going to practice Wednesday anyway. It's just a special team practice and. Whether or not he ends up playing special teams, a special teams practice in early August means kind of the bottom 30 guys on the roster are practicing and, and not anybody on that top arguably make the team spot. Sure. Uh, so I think it, it's more of just like gives Sua some rest. Clearly he tweaked something in the hammy or, or a different tendon. Uh, but he's, he's a player, man, for sure. He's been making plays. But one guy that that has been making plays and is more of a traditional middle linebacker for this defense is Martrell Spate. Yes. The, yes. the draft pick from last year out of Arkansas. Arkansas. He basically had to redshirt a year. I mean, you know, concussion concerns. But he he had he got into it with Niles Paul. He's been making some big hits. He's a guy that can actually like plug holes traditional middle linebacker. And I'm pretty sure I saw him tap a ball today that led to an interception. He, he's been all over the field and really making an impression. That's awesome. It's awesome to hear. He's a McLovin guy. <clears throat> we we um, fully believe in, in a, our, our guy who knows how to pick these exact players. Um, he had such great success at this level of the defense in Seattle, in San Francisco. Uh, if Spate stays healthy... I mean, if, I mean, you know, if he, if a guy like him contributes materially to a team, um, it's a pretty good thing, and you're 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 pretty much, uh, you know, that, at that point in time, the deck begins to be stacked. But let's um, let's move into let's move into the closing you out here, JP. Um, you you brought up we talked about Norman and Breland, obviously the videos. The view here is 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 this, and I think you and I agree on this part before we get into anywhere we disagree on, and that is. Breland is a top talent. This defense has been starred for talent. You can't win in the NFL without talent. When you bring a guy like Norman in, you are better. And I think that the Washington Redskins will play to his strengths. Is it man press his number one top strength? Of course not. Um, the Redskins have the ability to play to his strengths most of the time, 70, 80 plus percent of the time. I, I think that he's going to be a great player for us and we're going to be a better defense because of him. Um, but, you know, Breland is at some point in time. I think the cool conversation to have is, and, and and bring in on Norman. But I think the cool conversation to have is is at what point does Breland turn into the the best guy we have because he is starting to get that look. He's been great. He's been 
I mean, it's hard to take too much of it because we're sure. six days into training camp. But I've said it at this point. I mean, he's looked like the best corner on the roster. And, so and what's really interesting to see is they're moving him around. They, uh, they have like a second package that moves Breland inside to the slot guy. That's been pretty interesting to watch. And a lot of it, I think, is he, he's just young enough and versatile enough that they can do that. But if they face an offense where they, the slot guy is maybe more of a threat than the other outside guy and you can put Norman to one side, I think we might see a little bit of that. You know, um, we, we talked to Joe Barry a little bit, and he was saying that, you know, reeling in the slot isn't just getting him work in August. It's something we want to have that option October, November. And there's not a lot of guys that can move in like that. Breeland has looked fantastic. I mean, he's making – athletic interception oh, yeah. regularly and it, it's full extension go get the ball at its highest point land on your back on your butt and it's it's a game-changing play now it's hard to take too much from that because you know these guys are just practicing against each other and at a certain point you can almost tell you know Breland knows Garcon's gonna run a corner route and so he can kind of jump the route a little bit because he knows what the offense is working on. Like, you see that on both sides. Like, sometimes the D-line knows they're working on their trap series. So they're, they're just they're jumping those gaps that much faster. Yep. But it's still really impressive to see. I'll get you out on this one, JP. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got two stats for you. You tell me which one's more likely to happen this season, in your opinion. I have uh, Jamison Crowder averaging 27 targets over the first three weeks of the season, or... Oh. or Wait, total or average? Total. To, 20, so 27 targets in three games, Wait, average nine of nine. Game. Nine targets a okay. game. Or Sua Cravings uh, becoming a 4-4 defensive player this year, four sacks, four interceptions. Oof. Um, I think I got to take Crowder. I think so, because too. He's kind I of mean, done it before. You drop those interceptions, dude. I mean, Bashad Breeland only had two picks last year. Josh Norman had four picks last year. That's a tall order for a rookie in a in some oh, yeah. variation of a timeshare. Only one player did picks. it last season: Thomas Davis, the linebacker for the uh, Carolina Panthers, who coincidentally was also a safety linebacker hybrid coming out of college. Same kind of athlete. He settled into the linebacking role. You got to be able to catch playing the ball. on playing with. Luke Keekley and Josh Norman. I mean, he's, that's true. I, I, if if Sua gets there, that's really impressive. I I like the four sack side of that. I think that'd be pretty. I feel like maybe that's attainable. It'll be interesting to see. But four picks is a lot. For, four picks is a lot. Four picks to me is is me saying I think he has a nose for the ball, and and that's the way you prove it. If you, I mean, he. I feel like he'll get into the right spot to get those four picks. I agree. I think. Now, I don't know that I'm allowed to tweet this, but if you wanted to tweak it and make it four turnovers, that maybe he forces two fumbles, gets two picks, maybe that's a little more doable. We'll call it the uh, J.P. Finley slash Kimber, slash in, in like in two and a half point font, Ken Maricolo. <laughs> Sue Craven's prediction. Hey, listen, J.P., we su- uh, definitely appreciate you being on with us tonight. Um, we're going to have what you was back. What thing we were supposed to disagree on? What, what did you keep holding back from me? 
you know, I was just I, I didn't want to speak for you on on uh, Josh Norman because I know like everyone's freaking out about it. And I think it's absurd. Oh, it's nuts! It's nuts! It's nuts! I mean, it, the folks that are freaking out about it are are just so I wrote about it. The, the biggest problem is that they're posting those videos, and and you can argue whether or not the skin should have posted those videos, but. Be happy how great Deshaun looks and that Deshaun is motivated in late July. Don't be worried about Josh Norman in a one-on-one drill because the cornerback is at a total disadvantage in those drills. It, it's, it's silly to even consider what's happening. Okay, so that begs the question, JP. Begs the question because I have long argued that, that Deshaun Jackson is gone. 0% chance of coming back. Uh, even though I know in my heart that if he displays the kind of talent that he's capable of, McLovin is the kind of general manager who pays for that kind of talent. So I know kind of what I'm up against. I don't see him even in the picture, but he does look... I mean, he's, he is elite. If he is elite and healthy for 16 games, I mean, do we pay him to come back? With all the guys we got to pay? I think with the... I mean, what's the, uh, the Seinfeld line? That's a big matzo ball. That's a Cousin big matzo ball. Is a bit, because here's the thing. If Deshaun looks great means Cousins looked great. Oh, of course. And they, they've they got to pay Cousins, and I just don't know that there's enough money floating around. To me, or, I, it's, Cousins is done deal. To me, Cousins is a Redskin for life. There's no way. I mean, I see, I, the, the way I see this thing playing out, I mean, there's no way. I mean, he's, he's a $20 million, whatever, however, whether it's 18, 19, 20, 21, who gives a crap? That's where he's going to be for the, for, for the long haul. Um, so it's got to come from somewhere else. I mean, the only... <laughs> Who knows, dude? It, it's so far from now. 16 games, I, I don't have stats in front of me. When's the last time Deshaun played 16 games? Well, I didn't want to be the guy who said for the first time ever. I don't know if he's ever – I think he has played made it through 16 games. And I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. Um, but the issue no. of wide receiver, you know, and certainly vis-a-vis the, you know, the drafting of Josh Doxson and the development of yeah. you know, some of these younger guys, whether Ryan Grant ever ends up being anything – um, and then, you know, of course, the choice between which veteran would you would you keep and, and let go between Garcon and Jackson, if that ever came down. Um, not subjects. Those price I tags s- are going to be very different, though. Yeah, they will be. They will be very different. Um, these, these, I mean, so see, see, now you see how it goes in the basement, JP. I mean, we just, we, we you know, we're yeah, just, dude, one thing rolls into the down next. Down the hypothetical train. It's, it's interesting. Well, you have to, you know, and but it's just fun because what's, are you – you know, McLovin's, I think his tenure here in Washington has been a, I mean, he's in rarefied air as far as GMs in this town, as far as I'm concerned at this point. I mean, we're two seasons in, dude. Rarefied air? You got like Bobby Bethard and who else qualifies as rarefied air? I put Charlie Casterly in there. I think Charlie Casterly was a, is a class act, number one guy. Charlie sure. Casterly yeah. might have been better than freaking uh, Bobby Bethard but doesn't have the th- trophies to back it up. That's a, uh, a conversation for another Audible, I think. <sighs> you're, you're darn right about that, JP. Hey, um, how's Richmond treating you? Have you been to Gus's? Dude, I've weirdly been to Gus's today. I've been to Gus's like four times. It's just so easy. It's right there. Get the Hogs Haven special. That's half price. Just tell them Hogs Haven special. Do they special. have one? What is it? I, I would love to know if it, if it, you let us know what it is. <laughs> I'll, tr- I'll tweet out a picture of it tomorrow because they uh, do have like a special Redskins training camp little menu they give you. I had oh, a yeah. burger today; it was pretty good. 
That's where Hogs. We used to do all our hog saving uh, when when I go down to Richmond. That's where I go. Gus's. Oh, okay, cool. Support those guys. Are you coming down? I, I, we, we were going to do a show down there. We're going to. We're going to. Uh, we have. We have changed plans. We're staying up here. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you. Hey, so Richmond's we, cool, man. It's fun. It's you know it gets a little. As you know, I have a little one. I have a eleven month old daughter about to be one. I, I miss her like crazy, but Richmond's cool. It's been fun. Well, we, we uh, respect your uh, your your work and um, your sacrifice, obviously, uh, which actually, you know, that makes you better than us, to be honest with you, and so everyone knows. Um, you know, uh, I, we, I've always I've always been such a huge fan of all the beat reporters in D.C. Um, they've always been super cool to me, and I just uh, appreciate the hell out of all the work that those guys do, and I don't think they, just, you know, get even close to enough credit, so... Um, and now J.P. Finley ranks among them. He is on Comcast Sportsnet. And uh, please, uh, you'll get to know him, obviously, through uh, Comcast. But uh, we'll also hopefully be talking to you more often, J.P. Cool, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Talk to you soon, buddy. It's always good to talk to you, Ken. All right, Thanks. buddy. Peace. See ya.